Hi there, and welcome to the Third Impact Anime Podcast, where we talk about anime, video games, and conventions, with a healthy amount of existential dread mixed in. You can find out more about our podcast by following us on Twitter, at T-I underscore anime. Thanks again for stopping by, and enjoy the show! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Impact Anime. I am your humble host, Bill. Thank you for having me back. And with me in the pod today is Marissa. Hey, everyone. Hey, Marissa. Hope you're doing well. I am. Awesome. Well, today we're here to talk about sports. Sports anime, actually. (laughs) So I think before we get into the general topic itself is there any sports that you're really invested in um well when i was little i used to play soccer and that was pretty much about it when it came to my exposure to sports i was never one for watching them my dad was the big old football fan and nascar and i was preferred to read books alongside my mom uh but thanks to the olympics woo, olympics going on it just ended actually today um started getting more into more olympic sports than watching them on tv and then of course uh if you want to consider it a sport um overwatch league esports kind of (laughs) counts if you consider consider keijo a sports anime you can consider um overwatch league sports so (laughs) hey i mean i keep seeing athletes um saying that esports is a real thing and that all these big uh, leagues and teams are investing in esports, so it has to be real. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me, um, I am kind of into uh, the NFL and college football, thanks to uh, indoctrination from <laughs> my roommates back in college uh, for college football. And I guess on the esports side for me, it would have to be uh, competitive Hearthstone. Uh, <laughs> though I I am jealous of Overwatch League because that is so much more streamlined compared to Overwatch. Sorry, compared to Hearthstone, where you have we have different um, seasonal championships, and then we have worlds, and there's a, all these different levels of cups, and it's just it's a grind. <laughs> Well, according to Blizzard, Overwatch League has been a thing in the making since like the game was released. So, had a lot of production put in until it actually followed through this past like December. So, yeah, unlike Hearthstone, which I think they kind of have been on a patchwork system and kept having to keep ad- adapting it, they really were pretty thorough on Overwatch, which I applaud them for that. And that I think really helps e- uh, esports in general because it's familiar in its structure. It's very similar to, let's say, the NFL or the NBA. And um, there's not any kind of confusing point system or uh, ranking system that you have to deal with, like in Hearthstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hearthstone's uh, like 
card game esports kind of thing going on. So yeah, so I guess that would be the good segue to talk about Vanguard. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about Vanguard. No, <laughs> we 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 can talk about that wonderful Vanguard dub though. <laughs> oh, please no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we can, no, we we won't torture you, listeners, about the Vanguard dub. But uh, I think what we should talk about at first is sports anime as a genre. Um, for the longest time, really didn't gain any traction here within fandom here in America. Like there were some critical shows that got praised. Like Big Windup comes to mind for me. Of people people who watched it really love that show. Or uh, Prince of Tennis that used to air on Toonami back in the day. And I think some people watch that. But other than kind of those, other than maybe Prince of Tennis, um, sports anime was really in the doldrums where a lot of companies like Funimation or Sentai Filmworks wouldn't even license it. They knew it, they knew it wouldn't sell. So why do you think that was the case? Uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe. Unlike, because it kind of falls, some sports anime falls within, like older sports anime, uh, falls within that shonen kind of vibe, but at the same time doesn't have that leg up that a lot of the shonen shows have with the fantasy aspect and the over-the-top fight scenes. Uh, series like um, Ufuri, Big Windup, is really a slow slice of life. I eventually went back and watched watched that series and it's such a great series but it doesn't captivate um audiences as much as say like um naruto did or um bleach and other shows would try to grab that attention mm-hmm. uh and i think prince of tennis was the only one kind of at the time that was even trying to throw those shonen aspects in and trying to make it more dramatic and over the top and that's where we start to eventually see things like kuroko and down the line start doing that but yeah i would agree with you i think just the the shonen aspect when on its first go around didn't really connect because like you said it didn't have those kind of fantasy sort of uh aspects that you would in a naruto or bleach or yu hakusho and I think one also thing that hurt sports anime for a long time is a lot of people within the anime fandom view, them, uh, view themselves as geeks or nerds, and geeks and nerds don't really like sports because you're ostracized from it and you're not really good at it. So why would I care to watch an anime about a sport I'm not good at? Yeah, that and also a lot of them, the shows were pretty much, there wasn't much different than watching a sport on a TV. Uh, you're getting kind yeah. of a similar vibe, maybe a little bit more in-depth into character development that you wouldn't get with uh, knowing the players. But you can still connect with players through interviews and other media as well. So I think that's why older sports anime just didn't really connect as well and if you look at the amount of things considered sports anime compared to things considered like shonen there's not a lot so sports anime there's not a lot in the pool of sports anime to begin with so no it's it's a pretty small pool but i i think things began to change when free came around the block Hikari no contrast so I'll be there. Free so free, 
Yeah. Why? Why do you think shows like Free or Uranus kind of got people to actually care about a sports anime? And I don't think it was the sport itself. <laughs> no. Uh, for me, Free is what got me into sports anime to begin with. Uh, I forget exactly how I got into Free. I think I just started watching it because the visuals were gorgeous. Uh, Kyoto Animation just out started really outdoing themselves after that point. Uh, thanks to a commercial on, hey, look how pretty this water animation that we can make, and it became an anime <laughs> from there. Uh, but I think Free just because Big Windup had a lot of character development, but there's just something else about Free. I think a lot of it had to do with the fan service and the subtleties and the subtext that like started to draw a lot more females to sports anime while majority not saying all but a majority of people watching sports anime before were male because most guys are going to be watching sports most guys are me watching sports anime uh and free really started to open that up to be like oh look pretty boys swimming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so. yeah i i think and i think that's a great thing because for the longest time most fan service was for the heterosexual male and where just like look at her giant boobs oh my god she's so curvy stuff stuff like that um i'm trying to think of it like you know all those fan service shows like um that that funimation seems to always be releasing or uh it, it's just it really appeals to one audience, and I th- I think by finally kind of switching gears and uh, appealing to women and to people of the uh, LBGTQ community, I think that really um, kind of turned the corner. Yep. Uh, also, I think because free, because your nice comes was fairly. Free recent and free really was the gateway for a lot of people because i didn't start watching sports anyway until after free uh but free had not only gorgeous visuals uh it kept to the sport to a t because i used to do some swimming during the summer and the the guys were good to look at (laughs) (laughs) on a woman's point the characters were so deep there were so much connections between these characters that flew from like um, flashbacks into current day. And then we got the second season and it kept pulling from all of that. And it just continued this beautiful narrative, like uh, even into the prequel movies and the sequel movies, the series has really grabbed all these wonderful aspects and the story has stayed pretty consistent. There hasn't been any weird lulls. I felt like, or anything that's been like, there's a massive plot hole. What do we not know? So, characters have been fantastic. I don't think there's a single character in that show that no one really enjoys to talk about or laugh about. So, especially Ray and his inability to swim anything but the hardest stroke <laughs> in swimming, which still baffles me. <laughs> yeah, I think one common 
thread that uh, we're going to get into that I see throughout um, the sports anime that I want to talk to, uh, I want to talk about is the just, it's a sports anime are very strong character narratives where the sport, as long as it's faithful to it, is pretty secondary. It's about the character relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, um, to the greater point, I, we want to talk about, um, different sports shows that we really like and maybe you've heard of them maybe you haven't but they're good for for different reasons and uh i think this would be a fun talk because you and i have um come up with different lists and some shows uh you have i haven't watched and uh vice versa yep so i'll let you go ahead and say your first show since most years are Probably a little more obscure, a little older compared to <laughs> my more recent shows. Yeah, makes sense for me, Mr. Hip, me, Mr. Hipster. Miss <clears throat> Hipster over here is watching Saint Seiya right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. Okay. All right. Well, the first show I, I want to talk about is Bamboo Blade. show kind of uh, came around around 2007 2008 and it's a show revolving around kendo it's about 26 episodes and the main premise of the show is the kendo teacher from rory high who's always broke and who's always hungry uh he's meeting with an old friend who is his who is a kendo teacher at a rival school and while having dinner together they make a bet where Whoever's kendo team wins uh, has to pay for a all-you-can-eat dinner, which makes him so excited because he he's like, "Yes, I can get food," but unfortunately for unfortunately for him, he only has one out of five uh, people that he needs for this competition. And so, the early part of the show is uh, the kendo club tr- like trying to gather up members and um, kind of because most of them are fairly new to kendo uh and if you don't know what kendo is um it's a japanese um sport where it's kind of uh in kind of western terms it's it's similar to fencing uh it's if i'm if i'm wrong please uh let me be corrected where you're trying to strike at your opponent on certain points of their body and uh each each uh, strike counts as a point. Um, and the reason why I really love this show is, one, it was a sport that I didn't really know that much about. And compared to, like, let's say, basketball or football, um, where I kind of learned kind of what kendo was and the importance of footwork, how there was competitions in general, and it got me really interested in, for a while into, like, uh, into watching kendo videos and just um seeing competitions which i thought was really cool um the second thing i really liked about it was the the um group that makes up the the cast because the kendo team is an all-girls team there's two boy characters but they're 
pretty much either uh, kind of secondary or kind of uh, comedy characters. Uh, the first character is uh, Tamaki, who is the kendo expert. She grew up um, learning kendo as a little girl, uh, where at first, when you first meet her, she kind of views it as a chore and doesn't really like it, but she's doing it for an old friend of hers um, that's joining the kendo team. Uh, and from there, she kind of learns that I'm having fun because I'm um, gaining friend, I'm getting friends and kind of gaining a social experience, uh, which is kind of really endearing to see because she's really quiet, um, but she knows her stuff. Uh, next is uh, Chiva, which she's uh, very upbeat, sees herself as the leader in quotation marks, but she's pretty much like the cheerleader of the team and kind of roots for everyone else to go. Uh, the third uh, part of the team is, uh, I should just say your nickname. Her nickname, the nickname that you constantly see is uh, Mia Mia, where she's this very um, beautiful girl, but she kind of has a dark side. If I had to stereotype her, I would call her a Yandere, because uh, she is a, uh, obsessed with her uh, boyfriend and wants to make him happy. So that's why she joins Kendo at first, because uh, she kind of has this very angry, dark side of herself. But through Kendo, she learns to get out that aggression. Which And final point is that this show has the best Sentai slash Power Rangers parody I've ever seen called Braver Braver where uh, Tamaki is obsessed with uh, Brave Braver, which is the Sentai in the show, where you see footage of it, and it's just it's right on the mark, where the team as a whole kind of gains this mentality of we're a, a Sentai team, where they each have different colors, like one is pink, one is uh, blue, uh, one is purple, and it's just really endearing. Yeah. I would highly recommend ba uh, Bamboo Blade. Uh, it's surprisingly, uh, or actually not surprisingly, it didn't do so well. Um, you can find the complete uh, sub of it on Funimation's YouTube channel, and I highly recommend it. It's a, it's slow, uh, and it kind of has a tease for a second season, which doesn't come, which is a bummer. But I really enjoyed that show. It seems like actually a really solid little show. Kendo's not usually s seen kind of as much as other sports, which is kind of nice. Uh, I think there's is there another? I think there's another Kendo anime, or at least Kendo's just seen a lot in slice of life anime. That, so that's like all I can really think of. Oh, I get, and one other point, if if you're worried, like, oh, this, since this is an all-girls team, there's probably a lot of fan service, right? Surprisingly, no. Like, Praise. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, the the, the opening, the, like, there's the one little shot, but throughout my experience and just kind of rewatch, I didn't see any fan service within Bamboo Blade, which you think with an all-girls team... Um, they would have done some sort of fan service, but that's not the case. Because mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of just uh, 
ads and trailers for other sports anime that were all mostly around women and they seem to be heavily fan service. <laughs> Keijo. What? <laughs> <laughs> or um, that horrible wrestling uh, anime. Uh, the oh, I, I hate that show. I know there's also a jousting one that's considered sports. It's hilarious. It um not on my list, but if you're in the mood for making fun of fan service with sports anime, it's uh Okazare Romande, I think is the pronunciation. It's an interesting title. It took me I watched it a really long time ago. And there's fan service where they make fun of it. And it's great. <laughs> so I'll have to check that show out. It's girls jousting and it's weird <laughs> um terrible body proportions way too big of boobs um but it's a pretty hilarious show and they're all of course they're all female cast is in love with the one guy who's no longer jousting because he got injured so eh, that that typical contrived little cliche plot but it's it's funny <laughs> it makes me laugh hysterically uh but on to a show that I would actually recommend. Uh, my one of my topics would be Haikyuu. Uh, so Haikyuu is about Hinata Shoyo, who is starts out in middle school and he wants to be on the volleyball team but his middle school does not have a men's volleyball team so he has to practice with the women's volleyball team until he finally has enough players to create a middle school volleyball team and this all happens in the first episode clip show and <laughs> it he meets his eventual rival uh Kagiyama, who is from a different team and he is considered the king of the court. He's a very harsh person and very demanding. And eventually it turns out when they go to high school, they're on the same volleyball team. And it's just their growth and the entire team's growth through uh, trying to get into the professional tournament and move all the way up. So we still haven't even, the manga is still ongoing. The anime series is still ongoing. So I am on a, very slow roller coaster that is Haikyuu. <laughs> is it kind of a because it's a tournament format, is it very much kind of like a shonen show? It definitely follows more along the shonen lines of things. Uh, but according to a lot of people who have played volleyball, my only experience through volleyball is in middle school gym. Uh, <laughs> they say, despite a lot of the shonen aspects of the show, it follows pretty darn closely to volleyball with uh, how the characters move and their abilities. There, is, there's nothing over the top, like a show we're eventually talking about in a bit. Um, besides, Kageyama has ridiculous pinpoint accuracy with his tosses. He's the setter, so he's the one that's tossing the sets up for um, the spikers to come down and score. Uh, and his accuracy is way too uh, accurate. It's crazy. While Hinata has, he can jump really, really high and is really fast for someone who's about like not even five feet. And he's a little over five feet. He's really short. Sure. 
He's tiny. Uh, they said, because there's one scene where he darts across the court. Like, he's on one, he goes to one side of the court, and he darts right back across the other side, and it just seems like it's in a blink of an eye. And the other person on the other side sees it, but they can't react fast enough, because he's apparently so fast and so speedy, and then he can just jump straight up really high above the net to spike. And I'm like, yeah, it's a little unrealistic. And people are like, yeah, it's about the most shown in thing you get about this show. I'll mm. probably say. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm glad I'm, I know from going to cons that it has a pretty strong fandom because for a while, every time I went to the con, there's always people in the, in the high high Q uniforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why it got so popular and you see it everywhere is because sports anime, I think it was like a year or two ago at Ichiban Con, I saw pretty much nothing but Haikyuu, Kuroko no Basket, and Ace of Diamond. Uh, there was, and Yamushi Petal. I saw a lot because sports anime cosplays buy them really cheap and you don't have to pay a dime. Like we're like on trying to sew it yourself. You can just buy it and everyone looks pretty uniform and all you have to do is wig so it's one of those cosplays <laughs> that's quick easy and probably won't spend more than probably 50 dollars on the entire thing so hey and a cheap costume plus being able to celebrate your fandom for your show they it goes hand in hand so it's understandable yeah. <laughs> i still cosplay a suga from haikyuu it's one of the most comfortable cosplays i have because i'm just in a sports uniform it breathes uh, so if I'm running around at a con in the middle of summer, I'm not sweating. Or if I am sweating, it breathes more and I don't have to, like, worry about, like, pleather, like, my other costumes. <laughs> so, right. yep. Cool. And, mm-hmm. Well, how, how many, what season is Haikyuu uh, on at this point? Haikyuu is right in the middle of like a big old hiatus. I don't know when we're getting season four, but we will be getting season four at some point. Um, they they have confirmed it. It's just I don't know when they're working towards it because I know they're waiting for. Well, Fudadate's progressed the manga far enough that the anime will not encroach on it too much because I know that's the issue a lot of se- series have and in filler, <laughs> but. We're not really, I don't know if we've gotten a four season confirmed date, but they said it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I've looked into this, what's coming out in the spring and a little bit in what's coming out in the summer, and I didn't see Haiki mm-hmm. listed, so. It's been like about a year, yes, it was, it's was. it been a year since season three. Season three was very short. Season three was only 10 episodes. The first two se- seasons were full 25 length um season and then this one was cut short because of the arc they didn't want to encroach into the next arc because it changes it flips perspectives it goes away from hinata and his team and it moves to one of their other like rival friend teams and it goes over to them in tokyo for a really long time according to manga yep so interesting mm -hmm. so i've been discussing with my friend jesse for a while well, our friend Jesse, for a while, we've talked, we're like, are they going to do a movie? Because it was certain if Haikyuu, the next arc is going to be a full season or a mini season or maybe a movie. Because 
like a lot of shonen shows or sports anime, they don't like to switch perspectives to other teams very often. They stay with the same core group. That's kind of like the main point. Um, so while bringing other teams in to like like go against or work together with. So I'm not certain if they're just going to be like, all right, we're going to change the formula completely and we're going to follow the other teams in Tokyo for the next season or two because they don't even touch on the main characters for a while. Wow. Uh, Well, that'd be an interesting perspective to go. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did a movie. I mean, Initial D uh, did that (laughs) for their manga where the third season is basically a movie. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where Haikyuu goes. Yep, and I think maybe one of the other reasons they might be hesitant on creating more, even though the fact that it's so popular, I think. Don't correct uh, correct me if I'm wrong. For people who are listening, if you're into Haikyuu, uh, but I don't know if they fully said, "Yeah, we're in production for the next part," because one of the voice actors. Uh, for a main character passed away in the middle of season three and they had to replace him for the last two episodes. Uh, and I know <laughs> Japan is does not like replacing actors or actresses. Uh, so, but it's so popular and the fandom would, like we were up in, we were just, ta- we were crying when we found that he passed because he was one of the pinnacle characters. He was the coach. He was the coach. Mm. Uh-huh. And... So not really certain if they're going to continue and break that cycle of, oh, we're going to replace voice actors after dying or just not wanting to take over the role. So, Well, I, we'll see what happens. And I imagine uh, we'll probably be talking about Haikyuu um, whenever it comes back. So, well, I guess. Well, uh, unless you have anything else. No, um, I think. Um, since you mentioned it, uh, I need to talk about Kuroko no basketball. Kuroko no basketball. I think it came out, what year did it come out? Like 2013, 2014? Yeah. Yeah. Where its primary focus is in the title, is basketball. Um, It ran for four seasons. It's got an OVA. It's got over 75 episodes. Um, And I think the reason why I liked it is... um, for a long time before I got into One Piece, I didn't have a kind of a shonen connection to a show. Like, I didn't... Uh, and Crocodile Basketball is very shonen in the way it portrays basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, where, each, where each individual character um, has unique special basketball powers. <laughs> like... Um, the the funny thing is um the whole thing revolves around this this group of basketball players called the generation of miracles where each of the six players had some magical basketball ability <laughs> and our main character Kuroko 
uh, he was part of the Generation of Miracles, but instead of going to a bigger school that where basketball was the main focus, he went to a much smaller school because he wanted basketball to be fun and for him to be kind of engaged to it where it wasn't so cold. Uh, and the thing that makes him memorable is when you first meet him, like you wouldn't think he's played basketball. He's super skinny. Um, he's he's so small. Very, he's, so, he's so small. He's super weak. Like he can't really run. But what makes him very special is because of his <laughs> his attributes, he's pretty much invisible on the court, uh, which allows him to rapid pass the ball to his teammates where they don't even see the ball coming. Uh, and But the thing is, just like any power, it has a limit, so he has to power down. And... Uh, the thing that I find really fun about the show is it's pretty much like a puzzle where each of the where each arc of the show, Toroko, sorry, that's not Toroko, <laughs> Kuroko, uh, and his team, the Takeo Middle School, have to face one of his old teammates from the Generation of Miracles because they're trying to climb up the tournament ladder and win the championship. Uh, and each one has uh, different abilities. Like one's really good on defense. One can jump really high. Uh, and each of them have different relationships with Kuroko. Like some are friendly and miss him and others are very kind of uh, cold and just want to win. But I think what uh, makes the show great is uh, it's very much an underdog story of even though Kuroko is really good at basketball, uh, himself and the team and his best friend um who pretty much looks like a, a character out of the, the yakuza games <laughs> he looks like someone from slam dunk personally <laughs> yes he basically uh i'm forgetting his name they kagami. Um, kagami thank you uh originally was in america for a little while and he comes back to japan and after seeing some of the gener generation of miracles players play he wants to be the best and the power that he grows to develop is like he is great at jumping and his relationship with kuroko is really fun because they're polar opposites but they grow to become really good friends and you grow to just really care about the team and hope they win Sorry, why exactly do you think because i watch kuroko as well why um, did they take like the shonen elements and really stick it in the show compared to keeping kind of more of a traditional style of sports anime? Um, that might have been just how it was in the manga, or they felt like by kind of having these sh more shonen elements, it would it would uh attract a bigger audience, maybe because shonen is just so common uh throughout throughout anime but it's it's not as common as it is in as it is in sports where sp sports anime are usually pretty slice of life uh in their approach mm -hmm. um, uh, would you do would you agree or do you have any other perspective on yeah, that? yeah i agree on that because when it comes like I knew really pretty much nothing about basketball besides the 
basic point system going into Kuroko. And that's all you need. You just need to know two points throwing, and then unless they're doing like a free throw, it's like one point, or it's like a uh, being like Midoriya, Midoriyama, ah, I can't pronounce his name, green guy, who does like free, uh, three point shots like all the time. Um, that's all you need to know about the series to watch it and understand uh, basketball, because it's really not about basketball. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's really is like fighting using basketball because you're more in tuned into the one on one uh characters just kind of facing off using their crazy abilities or just how Kuroko and Kagami and the entire team and even the Generation Miracles characters like uh Kisei, because you see Kisei kind of the very beginning, you see his growth, you see a lot of the growth from the other generation of miracles uh throughout the series. Compared to other series like, say, Haikyuu or Free, where it's more, the sport's more traditional, and the characters are based, their development is based off the sport instead of the sport just taking the background. While Kuroko was very much like, wait, they're still on a basketball court? I thought they've just been, they literally just throw the basketball around, and that's all I'm seeing. Like, Kuroko Kamehameha in the basketball. Amine just zipping across and just slam dunking. You're like, so much going on. <laughs> yeah, if, if I guess if you want more traditional basketball, go watch um, Slam Dunk and uh, see the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan colors, and uh, and uh, go check out that wonderfully bad dub. <laughs> Another for, for, bad dub. For, for Slam Dunk. If only it had gone further. But Back to Kuroko. If you want to watch Kuroko, it's still on Crunchyroll all four seasons. And um, I really like it. I don't think we're ever going to get a physical release of that show. It's it's pretty long. And at this point, it's pretty old. And you know the anime cycle. <laughs> you can so. find the manga, though. The manga is licensed and uh, translated and published. So Yeah, I think... Um, I think either by I think by Viz. I think it might or, be Viz. They're they're in omnibus little style, so you get like two or three volumes per. They're not like individual ones, so. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Well, um, what show would you like to talk about next? Uh, we mentioned it before, and I didn't want to get too into it because I felt free was more of like the segue between the traditional sports and like the giant boom of <laughs> sports anime uh, is Uran Ice. Can you hear my heartbeat? Tired of feeling never enough. So Uran Ice is about a Japanese figure skater, uh, Yuri Katsuki, and his he fails to get pretty much place at all in the uh, Grand Prix. I forget which one it is. There's so many tournaments and stuff in figure skating. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. Uh, but he loses terribly and kind of goes into a bad funk. And when he returns home, uh, he skates to his idol, Victor, and Nikki Ford of his, uh, his, one of his, uh, routines 
and it gets placed on YouTube, and Victor sees it and says, hey, I'm going to fly out to Japan, and I'm going to be this kid's coach. And I'm going to huh. take a year off from uh, figure skating. And it throws the entire figure skating world for a loop because Victor is, like, the top competitor. He's been winning golds in the uh, Grand Prix for years. And they're like, what is this kid doing? Like, what is this guy doing? Uh, he's not a kid. He's, like, 27 at the time. <laughs> so he's an adult. Uh, and so it's kind of his and Yuri's journey, uh, Victor growing as a coach and growing as a person to understand someone other than himself, and Yuri growing to understand more about himself and gain confidence, because that was one of the things he really lacks, and you see that in the first episode, he cries uh, because he lost it in mm. a bathroom stall by himself, because he doesn't want anyone to see, and along with it's not just them but you do get to see multiple other characters from other countries so which is what i really enjoyed about that series was you didn't just get um victor yuri and russian yuri as everyone calls him yurio because he gets that nickname because it'd be too difficult to be calling them yuri and yuri so you gotta (laughs) differentiate the two of them and you see other competitors from like thailand uh the Italy and all pretty much all over the world, China, Korea, America they, as well. Are they kind of the stereotypes that you see in anime of other countries, or are they kind of more well rounded? They're a little more well rounded. Uh, the only problem I had with Yuri on Ice, like the first arc was really strong until Yuri went off to the China Cup portion of the entire, like world circuit thing that they have to do because it was pretty much the only characters you had to worry about were Victor, Yuri, Yurio, and this little like up and coming kid that followed Yuri, but then you start getting the other characters. Um and it opens up the scene, but they don't really focus on a lot of the characters. A lot of them stay in the background, which is totally fine. Uh a lot of them like Pichit is uh Yuri's like friend from college so you get a lot of aspects from him uh he's a really hyper kid who is into social media takes selfies all the time and loves musicals so you get a lot of aspects from a lot of these characters but then some just oh my gosh i can't remember his name uh the guy from italy pretty much has a sister complex that could rival anyone in anime kind of scary (laughs) and i feel really bad for his sister because it started out with him essentially protecting her when she was little because she would get bullied and he'd come in his big brother and save her but they're adults now and he's trying to protect her against all these boys that want her because she's beautiful but she's smart enough to not fall for it and he's just won't let her go so Mm. there are characters like him that i could have had less uh focus on a little more focus on more on like yuri and victor or some of the other more important quote-unquote more important characters like pachit and pachit and um get back to your question because i kind of tangent town just for a tiny bit uh stereotypes because there's two characters that really don't fit their country stereotypes uh the american the u.s figure skater he is actually um hispanic american so 
Mm-hmm. So he's not like the typical blonde hair, blue eyed American guy that like eats hamburgers like America does in Hitalia. He's a different aspect of the U.S. While the Canadian guy, you think, oh, Canada's like the Canadian figure skater's gonna be super nice and super happy. No, JJ's a jerk. <laughs> he's the biggest jerk on the circuit, and um, that's actually kind of get some character development because of that which is kind of cool um so not i have nothing against french canadians but he's french canadian so that might have to do a little bit with it compared to the rest of (laughs) yeah you have to be careful from those people from quebec from quebec yeah (laughs) little little stricter not uh not uh, nothing against quebec beautiful and i'm french canadian <laughs> ancestry so but uh, yeah he's very much the opposite of the stereotypical Canadian it's kind of cool which I find hilarious <laughs> well I'm glad to hear that the characters are not straight out of Italia and I'm learning something new about you today so <laughs> yeah that that's what made me really happy about Yuri and I so I was like thank you for not having stereotypes and I guess without uh, just kind of going too far into it ice skating i think to people is very foreign because you pretty much people only watch it uh every four years during the olympics so are they able to kind of explain uh the sport pretty well um they do uh at certain points you kind of get yuri pulls a like he kind of stops what's going on and then little like chibi yuri pops up and he kind of explains uh stuff about figure skating but he does it really quickly (laughs) so it doesn't take very long and it doesn't take you away from the story as much but there's so much going on and there's so many subtitles and probably little uh phrases that are on his because he's there's like a little metaphorical chalkboard that he's writing on uh that aren't getting translated so you have to like stop and like pay attention because he's drawing diagrams and stuff too. So because uh, mm-hmm. figure skating is actually a very very technical sport because um, figure skating has you do two different performances. You have your short program, which is short, and it's more in the technical aspects that you have to have in your performance, and it doesn't weigh as heavily because it's a lot shorter. And then you have the free program, which you have to have some. Te- you pretty much can do whatever you want and. It's your score is dependent on the elements that you do. And it weighs a lot heavier because it's the longer performance and you can hit higher. You can do more jumps and stuff than you wouldn't be able to do in the free. So, well, well sure. I, I guess based off of your description, that gives another argument of why people prefer fan subs. <laughs> yep. Uh, just there's only a couple scenes. There's only like. First, in the first episode, he explains like the tournament system or like the cup system where there's different um, like places that you can compete in and stuff like that. And there's like the whole world one, and it's just really confusing. And I'm just like, uh, I'm gonna. You just you're just, just, just there the to en- you're, you're just, just there, there to enjoy enjoy, enjoy the characters. <laughs> there to enjoy the characters, and if you re watch those bits or you take them really slowly you're like aha because he goes really fast it like takes maybe no more than two minutes for him to zip through like his explanation because it's not 
that's one of the cool things because a lot of the times you get like exposition the the coach uh who's ex- like trying to explain to say like the new person who doesn't understand what is going on uh but in your nice everyone's experienced everyone knows all of this technical stuff because Yuri's pretty much explaining it to the audience mm. well i that's a i'm glad to see that they're kind of um keeping up with sorry not keep it it's uh kind of having pause breaks within the show to kind of explain how the tournament system works and kind of the technical aspect of uh skating so that's good to hear mm-hmm. all right well my final show that i i had to talk about was ping pong the animation i thought i was going back to vietnam but instead they decided the best way for me to fight the communists was to play ping pong. So I was in the special services, traveling around the country, cheering up all them wounded veterans and showing them how to play ping pong. I was so good that some years later, the army decided that I should be on the All-America ping pong team. We were the first Americans to visit the land of China in like a million years or something like that. Oh, yeah! So good. Good old ping pong. Good old ping pong. It's weird animation style. <laughs> yeah, to be upfront with everyone, uh, Ping Pong the Animation is based off a movie of the same name that came out in the late 90s, uh, which I also, because I love the show so much, I, wa- I went to go watch the original movie. Uh, so if you don't like the anime for its animation style, go check out the movie, because it's pretty much the same plot. Uh, so the plot of ping pong is, uh, it's a, it's based in high school where, uh, Makoto and, uh, Yatsura, but they, but they go by the nicknames, uh, Pico and Smile, where they pretty much play ping pong with each other every day and they're really good. And they've kind of created this little incubator for themselves where, they feel like they're hot stuff. But the thing that's interesting is their dynamic is they're best of friends, but they're not... One was really engaged with um, Ping Pong, which is Pico, and the other one is Smot, the one who's kind of... I, I, I'll play with you, but I'm not that engaged with it. Like I don't see this in my long-term uh, smile. And the show is just, I think, is a, is a really just... Um, a growing up story of just where they want to be in their lives, where they kind of are forced to get out of that incubator and go join the tournament scene and see where they want to go in their lives. And I, and from my perspective, even though people might think the animation is wonky, I thought it was really interesting because you usually get the typical anime art style of big eyes and, um, very clean lines, whereas this, it, it was kind of like a weird painting you would see at like an indie art house show. Um, it kind of made it really unique. And I, I think the one other thing, too, is it's a very tight story because um, the show's only 11 episodes, so it goes really fast. Um, and of course, um, I, the thing about, because it's ping pong, it's not that complex of a uh, of a sport, so you just get engaged with the characters and where they're hoping to go uh, in their near future. 
So, like, what really drew you into the series? Because I know for me, uh, I think you and Austin had already finished the series by then, and we showed it in J Club, and I just couldn't because mm. the animation style was really off-putting, and it wasn't just the fact that, um. I don't know. It was just really weird. The the art style was really strange and disjointed. I was like, I can't do this. And I, I can't even like and then of course in like the first episode they throw in Chinese ping pong players and they're speaking Chinese and there's like yeah. double subtitles and it just threw me off. I was like, nope, can't. Well <laughs> I th- I think this prepped me to watch Legend of Galactic Heroes with how many subtitles there are in ping pong. Uh but I think what drew me in was one, the the actual matches with ping pong are very rapid fire where the ball is going at super fast speeds and just you just you get really into the matches and see where's it gonna go. And on the other side is I got engaged with our main character's relationship. That's one common theme I within my picks is they're very it's all about the relationships between the main characters and how they feel about one another, and as as anyone that's kind of watched a drama, uh, a basic show, m- more people care about the, you grow to care about characters than you do the actual plot. You want to see them do well, and I think that's what really drew me in. And plus, the song for Ping Pong is just so rocking, where it just got me hyped up. Uh, I think I'm going to put it at the end of the episode here. It is a pretty cool song. I have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um Ping Pong from uh if you want to check it out, it's on Save Edition because of course it didn't do well. AKA I, again a hipster fig. Uh but you can watch the first two episodes on Funimation's YouTube channel if you want to check. It's pretty much a really self-explanatory series it seems like. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe for you just uh yeah. Go go watch the live action movie. Go wa- Oh, it's live action. Yeah. Ah, I might do that. I might give the live action movie a try after this. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same plot as the uh, anime is. Mm-hmm. But if you like ping pong and you like a good story, go try watching. Check. Go check it out. It, <laughs> you have yes, no issues with animation styles. If if you can kind of get past the the weird animation style, which I admit it's weird, mm-hmm. uh. It's either love it or hate it. As you see between the two of us, I think uh, people can really get into it. Mm-hmm. But I will say, thankfully, it was not like bad animation. It's just very different. It's uh, a so. it's a unique style. Well, I hope, um, listeners, that you have found a sports show that you would want to check out or. If we talked about one of your favorites and um, for people who we didn't talk about initial D or Yumushi pedal, we're sorry. Those shows are very long, uh, but I, I find them interesting and I'm, I'm glad to see that sports anime are no longer kind of in the cult following kind of uh, basement. It was for a while with the kind of rise of, uh, Yuri on ice and free, and hopefully that momentum can continue. Yep. Yeah. Pray for well, 
the rise of sports anime, we've been seeing. Just to make a mention of this, because I, I got into sports anime because of free, and I started watching all kinds. And afterwards, there were so many that just exploded after free because I think people said, "Hey, let's start adapting manga or creating our own sports anime series." So that's where you got other series like um, that's how Yuri Nice really came into be was because of that boom. So, right. Well, I guess on our Twitter page, uh, uh, tell us what sports anime you're really into and why you. What got you into sports anime in the first place? Um, and if you want to follow us, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're it's always fun on social media. I finally waved my white flag. Um, if you're interested, um, I'm WB Foreman nine 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 on Twitter, and I also am a frequent writer on our website. Uh, third in uh, www thirdimpactanime.wordpress.com where we post really good content there as well. Um, I imagine since the spring season will be coming in the near future that there'll be a lot of shows that we'll be writing about. Yep. Um, I guess I'll plug myself a little bit. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. I don't post on there as frequently, but my username is Muse M-U-S-E, the number zero and I-C-A weird username I thought of it forever ago i thought it was cool so we're sticking with it uh you can find me there uh if you want to see about talk about sword boys and overwatch league all the time that's what you'll find there and i also small shameless plug token rambles podcast if you like token rambu uh little shoot off sh- uh show that i started creating with my friends that are affiliated with their impact so go check that out if you it's, like swords in history. It's really good. I I highly recommend it. Alright. Well, thanks for checking us out and hopefully uh maybe this will inspire you to go out and try out a sport. If not, let's just watch more anime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya.